Just share a little bit, hopefully. So sadly, last week's talk won't make it to the website because it wasn't recorded properly. Uh, but it was a really great talk from Joseph. Um, talking about knowing the character of God. He explained kind of the early perceptions of God and how God showed himself as the close one. Do you remember that? Great. Do you remember the big ear? God who hears, who is near and wants a relationship. Um, and there was a great slide on the Father's embrace, which I'm just going to get you to see again. So, and there was a great list of God's attributes. Um, so I just kind of thought that that talk could be called um, Getting to Know the Goodness of God as a, as a lifestyle. Uh, and what I mean by a lifestyle is it's not something that... Um, yeah, no one does their GCSEs for a lifestyle, do they? <laughs> or their A-levels. It's like, get it done, get it finished, move on. Yeah? But a lifestyle is something that you want to kind of continually embrace and, and take hold of and, and, and never, seek to, never cease to kind of see more in. So this was the sort of the, out, the idea of actually having a, some talks called Lifestyles, Patterns of Living. And, and Tom did some, a couple of really great talks about worship, which not being something you do on Sunday, but as you do as a lifestyle, a pattern of living. Um, so things that you're learning and you really want to kind of um, embed in your life and, and, and part of your discipleship, you really, we want to uh, kind of model something that's accessible and, and, and simple but it's based on Jesus but it's scriptural. So I'm, I'm encouraging folks to sort of think about as they share, talking about lifestyles and patterns of living. So as I was thinking about this, I was reminded of the importance of the Christian characteristic um, that you might call uh, patient endurance. Sometimes it's translated patience in the Bible, other times it's endurance, steadfastness, patience. Now, okay, be honest, how many of you here, is that's on your top list as a lifestyle, right? <laughs> You're not saying, actually, that's my goal for 2018. You're not thinking that, are you? Because it's, it's not like high on many lists of people's ambitions. Um, doesn't sound that exciting. Actually, that was before you heard this talk. And then it's <laughs> going to be the top of your list. So what, what might you call, you might just call it spiritual staying power or, or stickability. It, it's the concept that you're not running a sprint, but a a distance race. Um, you might call it resilience. The scripture tells us to run this race with patience. When I'm going to explain that word, kind of, um, kind of has depths of meaning. And it was really. Do you kind of like it when you prepare to talk about patience? When three people talk about patience in the meeting before you talk, do you and you just think maybe. Maybe God is saying something because neither of those people knew 
that the topic of my, com my conversation was patience. Did you notice that? No, you didn't. But I noticed it because I was listening. Especially when you're speaking, you want to say, Lord, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> so, so this resilience, running this race with patience, it's kind of how you might describe it, um, living under adverse conditions and yet still growing in God, still kind of surviving. Um, I, I don't know about you, but one of the sort of my motivational movies, films that I love to watch, is where there's a man or a woman um, who kind of is the underdog, you know, gets knocked down, and, and you just kind of love to see them because they have a dream or a hope that, that they get up and they get going and, and, and that they carry on. Um, talking about Israel, one of my all-time favorite films, if you've got three or four hours, is the, is the original Ben-Hur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's a prince in Israel. He gets knocked down, all right? Now, he doesn't have the right motivation to start with because he's out for revenge, but the story kind of all turns around, and it turns around the cross as well. Um, and and it, it's a good outcome. So there's just this thought, really, is, is, is that for us, there's, there's things, I think, and I hope that we really, we really believe in, that we really long for, something that gives us determination. Maybe it's kind of family, uh, maybe it's kingdom, maybe it's kind of reaching out uh, to the poor that, or, or whatever it is. But there's, there's something that, um, that keeps us going. There's something that kind of motivates us that we want to build on. Um, we saw Paul yesterday and... and, and um, he played a song to us which one of the lines was burning the white flag. See, the white flag is, is, is the surrender one. You know that one, do you? <laughs> it's the one that you put up when you want to give up. And so this song, which wasn't actually a Christian song, was about burning the white flag. It's it just like saying, actually, that's not going to be a part of, of my thinking. That's not going to be a part of who I am. We might use the expression that um, I burnt my bridges. Uh, the scripture's got this, this lovely scripture here. Um, so this talk is patient, enduring as a lifestyle. Though the righteous fall seven times, they get up again. That's powerful stuff, isn't it? I, I, I've been more than conscious that sometimes we oversell the Christian life as this kind of thing <laughs> where everything's going to kind of work out right all the time. Trouble is, it doesn't seem to be in this book, but you might find it in yours. <laughs> this, this is, of course, is a, a Hebrew book. I hope you kind of realize that. Everything happened in this book pretty much happened in the land that Muriel went to s visit. So if you kind of wonder why we were talking about Israel there, it's kind of, it's kind of key to, to this book. Anyway, Micah 7 verse 8 says this. Don't gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. So there's something there about resilience. Now, just stay with me a little bit because there's two words, and I'm not going to tell you what they are because that will only probably won't impress you, but there's two words that's often translated patience, particularly in the authorized version. Um, there's the word that I'm talking about, which, which is actually a word that means uh, to live under or to abide under. It's, it's the word that um, describes endurance or steadfastness. And, and when Paul describes love, he says 
Love always perseveres, always endures. He's talking about this word of steadfastness, of, of, of kind of, um, of, of the keeping, keeping on, keeping going. Um, it, it, it describes um, patient endurance. It's the quality that does not surrender to a circumstance or succumb to a trial. It's not a passive endurance, but it's bearing with hope the situation because of the belief that it will lead to the glory of God. So this patient endurance or steadfastness, it keeps going. It, it, it doesn't, it's not kind of dishonest. It doesn't say it doesn't feel tough or rough or kind of at the end of your, your strength, but it, it, it does kind of recognize that, um, that you're joined to the Holy Spirit and, and, and the Holy Spirit's concept is, is, is never one of defeat or surrender, but it's always one of new life, of resurrection, of, 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 of hope. So that's this first word of, of um, patient endurance. It, it's kind of living in or living under or remaining in the situation. Love always perseveres. Love always endures. Love never gives up. And that is translated often in the authorized version as patience. But the other word that's often called patience is, is a word that um, literally it's, it's, it's far off anger. It's the opposite of anger. If you can think of a word that is not anger, that's what this kind of patience is. So it's far off anger. It's the kind of mirror image of anger. So there's, there's anger. The mirror image is this word patience. It's, it's associated with mercy and it's used of God. It's literally suffering or bearing with someone for a long time without giving up. It's, it's sort of wonderful patience. It's infinite mercy. Patient mercy. And, and the Bible often describes it as long-suffering. So that's that quality of restraint in the face of provocation. All right? It's, it's the characteristic that even though you have the ability to do it, you don't retaliate or, or, or pay back or get one up. So we have this concept of... Um, far-off anger of, of infinite mercy. So when the Bible describes the fruit of the Spirit as patience, it's, it's actually this word. It's long-suffering. It's the opposite of anger. And when Paul says love is patient, he's actually saying it's, it's this word, this, this opposite of anger. It's the manifestation of God's grace. So you're with me? Two ideas of, of patience. One is the never giving up. The other one is... Um, this kind of infinite patience and, 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 and not reacting and, and not responding. And, the, and one verse actually brings both these words together. Oh, I meant to tell you this, but never mind. So there's this word in Colossians 1.11 says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, that you might have great endurance and patience with joy. So the prayer... Paul's prayer for the saints, that, that, that they would understand God's heart, that they would be strengthened with these two qualities. One quality of, 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 of not giving up and the other quality of this kind of um, incredible mercy and manifestation of grace and, and patience. Everyone kind of with me? Yeah? So this kind of, so the focus actually of, of this morning is just on this first word, this great endurance um, although 
the endurance must have the hallmark of God's patience on it because, you know, sometimes we can, we can go through situations in such a sense that we kind of knock everybody in our path out the way, yeah, which, which doesn't have the hallmark of this, this wonderful patience around it. So hope inspires this kind of endurance. 1 Thessalonians 1 says, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a, there's a film out quite recently called The Darkest Hour, um, and, and in it, you know, one, one man essentially really inspired such great um, conviction of, of endurance and, and, and hope um, just by the sense of we're not going to give up. We are going to pursue this. And the three Hebrew men in, in, in the book of Daniel, you know, if, if anyone could have been inspired to give up, it could have been them, couldn't it? And they said, look, you might throw us into this fiery furnace, and, 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 but our God could deliver us, and he's able to, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to give up because we have a better hope, a better resurrection. So th- this sense that, that there's this steadfastness actually not, not just works for us, but it inspires other people as well. Um, you'll, you'll notice how important it is to be in, in a body, in, in, in a church, and, and Kate and Brenda, I think, really experienced that in the last... And, and by the way, it kind of starts now, so they kind of really keep you to keep praying for them and encouraging them. Um, but you see, when somebody kind of proves God in a situation and, and sort of carries on in it, it inspires everybody else to do the same. And the Bible tells us that in, in regard to our perseverance, it says, consider the prophets of the Lord um, who, who persevered. Yeah? Consider the, the evidence of Scripture uh, and the people in Scripture. But also, I think, we can look at the, the people after the Scripture and the people in the church, and, and, and we say, you know, that's why it's so good I always make sure that in a year I will probably read three or four or five biographies just to kind of be inspired by men and women. I mean, William, um, I've forgotten his name, but it's William Cowper, the, the guy that at the beginning of the missionary work that went to India. It took seven years before anybody came to the Lord. <laughs> it took seven whole years. Uh, and he was kind of faithful to that the whole time. And, and But then they got breakthrough and then things began to happen and he was the father of, of, of modern mission um, and, and you read examples of um, sorry that's my car going off there <laughs> <laughs> so you, you just you just kind of read the biographies because because we're all the, all the same in, in, in one level um, uh, people that wrote great hymns also really struggled with depression and, and, and emotional difficulties you, you read um, just, just so inspiring to see, to see people that, uh, that endured a, against great, a great odds. Paul, Paul our apostle, or Paul the apostle said um, about hope, he says, since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and hope as a breastplate. And hope is so important to us in, in, in our Christian faith. The, the hope that kind of surrounds our hearts and our minds and, and believes um, in something that's before us, something that's ahead. Uh, 
even if that's a better resurrection, even if that's hope in eternal life, even if it's that I don't belong in this world, but there's something that guards me in, in, in that hope that God is with me. And, and we've sung some incredible songs this morning about, um, about how God kind of walks us through and, and, and stays with us in, in, in these kind of situations. Um, and there's a kind of corner we can turn sometimes where we stop asking that question, why? Why can be a legitimate question. Why often doesn't take us out of a situation? But when we turn a corner in our lives, and Joy was just saying to me, at the age of 53, she turned a particular corner um, in one situation in her life when she stopped asking God why. And, 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 the, and instead of the question why, it becomes how. Instead of why am I in this situation, it's how can I live in this situation? How can I prove you in this situation? How can my attitude change? Uh, and then that kind of builds a kind of resilience. It builds a kind of endurance because it's kind of, it's, it's, it's no longer challenging God, but it's kind of inviting God into that situation that you're in. Yeah, and, 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 and that's this, this sense of um, not giving up kind of love. And, and, and we're surrounded by, by witnesses. It says um, in Hebrews that um, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So you just read Hebrews 11, which is just full of people that kind of didn't give up, um, even though they were minded <coughs> to give up. We, we read, and y you might think it's an exaggeration, but it isn't. Um, we, we read of people whose weakness was turned to strength. We read of women who received back their dead to life. We read of others that were tortured and refused to be released. We read of people that faced jeers and flogging and were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawn in two. They were put to death with the sword. So I said this book didn't have ultra <laughs> promises, didn't I? <laughs> they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, of whom the world was not worthy. So we're surrounded by people that's borne witness that there's a, there's a hope, there's a resurrection. Um, and, there, and there's people since then, and it says, let us throw off every hindrance, the sin that so easily entangles us and run with perseverance, run with this endurance, run with this focus, a race that's, that's set before us. And um, no one's kind of saying that's easy, and no one's actually saying we're going to do it on our own. But, but, but together, we, we just really want to kind of focus our hearts and our mind on, on that race that's marked out for us. It's not running somebody else's race or, or walking somebody else's walk but it's, it's kind of walking the walk that, that's clearly marked out for us. And, and so many times you can say, well, why is this my path? Or, or why is this my portion at this time? But the scripture says to run that race that is marked out. This stickability um, <coughs> means that if we kind of stick at it, that God can really change us in the situation. If we don't stick at it, it's as though God can't meet us there. And, and God does meet us in, in situations. And when God meets us in the difficulty, in the suffering, it produces this kind of quality I'm talking about, this kind of enduring patience. 
and enduring patience brings about proven character because we, can, we know God is real in our weakness. And then this enduring character brings hope, which means that we can share it with other people because we've discovered God is a God of hope that brings us through. And that hope never is weakened because God pours his love out into our hearts. And that's Romans 5, verse 3. We glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given us. And James says the same thing. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face many trials. So years ago, it's, it's a real big testimony in my life, but it happened quite a long time ago, um, when my dad was kind of age 55, uh, which was very young, and long story, which I won't go into, um, I was in Bristol. I felt God had said to me not to go to him. Uh, the sickness wasn't to death. And, and then I got the telephone call. He's not going to live today. You know, he's not going to survive the day, so you better come home. But this scripture had just been kind of bursting in my mind, considered it pure joy, my brothers. And a friend of mine took me to the station, didn't know what to say, but he said these words, consider it pure joy when you suffer various trials. And I was at university at the time, or I just left university, and I met someone at university, and he didn't know where I was doing, where I was going, and, and I said to him, what's God been speaking to you about this term? What do you think he said? Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. So I kind of thought, well, I'm hearing God. And um, the outcome of that story was, was a miracle in that time. Um, but that testing of faith produced this quality that I'm talking about, perseverance. There's something about situations that we go through with God that changes us. It changes our character. It changes our life. And every single time we might say, I don't want this situation. But God is about sons. God is about daughters. God is about bringing people into his likeness. And the testing of our faith always produces perseverance. It produces a quality that says, I'm going to go through with this. And perseverance, let it finish its work that you may be, be mature, complete, and lacking in nothing. That's our Father's will for us, that there's a race that's marked out for us, and he wants us to, to run it with him. So when God speaks about a prophetic destiny to you as an individual or to us as a church, that's not something that falls into our lap. That's not something that kind of just drops out of heaven. It's something that we have to embrace, identify, and work with, and work, walk with God in. And we'll be tested on it. You know, has really God spoken that into your life? You'll be tested on it. But the testing of your faith teaches you that, that yes, that is something that he's given to me that I, I will persevere in. And as I persevere in it, then my character is matured and, and I become complete. Um, and we need to encourage each other into that, to, to say, you know, God has called you into that. Um, I know God's calling is upon your life. Um, and I want to stand with you and encourage you in it. And I want to bless you in it. And there's so many, this looking at this room, I can see so many people that I can feel that about. And I really want to bless you. Now I'm going to talk out of turn here, but everyone want to bless you with that new role with the CU this year. That's fantastic. 
and we're going to we're going to pray with him i'm sure over the days to come um, but it's so good to see god's hand on people's life isn't it and people going for stuff um, is that easy no it's never easy um, but we want to be a people who um, kind of work it out as it were there's the, the story that we all know about the seed on good soil and luke's version says this about the seed on good soil it stands for a noble good heart and who about the people who hear the word of God retain it and by persevering produce a good crop it means you kind of you're going to stick with it you're going to let it work in your life you're going to stand with God and you're going to let God speak into your life Romans 12 says be patient endure in affliction be faithful in prayer so just closing you know one of my ambitions in life is to take stories back out of Sunday school you know that don't you I've said it hundreds of times but you know the song, The Wise Man Built His House Upon a Rock? The Wise Man Built His House Upon a Rock? Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> and the people that heard Jesus knew exactly what he meant. So you don't build houses in his day in the Middle East in the winter because the rains come in the winter. All right? You build them in the summer. And the, dr- the ground is so hard in the summer. It, the clay gets baked, and it's like hard clay, like bronze. And, and digging into like hard clay and bronze is really difficult work. So when the people that kind of heard Jesus say that, that he that hears my words and, and puts them into practice, he's like the man who digs on the rock and lay, built his house upon a rock. They weren't thinking, cool, that's easy. <laughs> they were thinking, cool, that's hard. Building houses in the Middle East is really hard work. But the one who hears my words and puts them into practice, he is like that man or woman who built his house upon a rock. And, and so um, in the valleys... Um, you might have several feet before you get to the rock and in in the hills you might have less but if somebody says to you how far do you have to dig before you get to the rock the answer is as far as it takes because you cannot build your house on anything else but the rock and in the summer that clay bakes so hard that it feels like rock and won't it do just to build my house upon this hard-baked like bronze clay? Because look, that's as hard as that rock. But when the wind comes <laughs> and the rain comes, it's no longer like hard bronze. It's kind of like really mushy clay and the house falls and the greatness of that falls. But he who hears my words and puts them into action, he's like the person who builds his house upon a rock and and that's never going to be easy it's always going to be challenged and it's always going to be yeah but but that's what god's about he, he's about building this character in, into our lives so jesus is the greatest example in just in closing here you see what endurance does it it, it turns the hard situations in in, in into glory And, and the cross was and is 
you know, the, the toughest and hardest situation that anyone could ever face? Not was it just physical pain and, 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 and agony? And the Bible doesn't really emphasize that at all. What it was was, was the enduring, if you like, of, of, of sin upon him, the shame that was laid upon him. And then if Hebrews 2 tells us this thing after Hebrews 12.1, which says about running this race with patience. It says, we run this race fixing our eyes upon Jesus. I, I just kind of love that expression, fixing your eyes upon Jesus. It's like, don't take your eyes off him. Keep your eyes on him all the time. You know, you're in a crowd of people um, and, and you've got to get where that person's going and you just kind of keep your eyes right upon them because if you lose them, you've kind of lost the way. You know, there was a day before Satnav. There was a day before phones where you kind of knew exactly where you were and if you didn't kind of keep your eyes out and follow that person, you kind of lost them. And it's just, just fixing your eyes on Jesus because he's the one that's gone before us and his, his completes our faith. And for the joy set before him, something before him, it's the same word, he endured the cross. He scorned its shame and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured, same word, patient endurance, the cross, so that you don't grow weary and lose heart. And it's easy to grow weary and lose heart, and the temptation to grow weary and lose heart is strong. And why does it matter? And why should I bother? There's so many answers to that question. It matters because you matter. Everything you do matters. Everything you are matters. It matters also because people are around you and connected with you and, 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 and as we endure, others take inspiration from that. But Jesus transformed the hardest trial into glory through his steadfast patience. I, d I don't know if you ever kind of just think of, of that experience on the cross and, 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 and I do frequently just what was going through his mind and, 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 and how he, he dealt with it and, and I know because the Bible tells me but I know he kept entrusting himself to God he, he kept saying and, and forgive me that this may sound flippant that the, the pain and the agony must have been so intense but he kept saying, he must have kept saying, God, I give it to you, I hand it to you, I, I surrender myself to you, I look to you for my strength, for my vindication. God, I just, I, I look to you now. Because Peter tells us that he kept entrusting himself to the one who judges righteously. And in, in our trial, it, it's about this kind of keeping your focus on your eyes on Jesus and keep trusting him, keep giving yourself to him. And he endured because of the hope that was set before him. And just this final verse here, the God who gives endurance and encouragement. It's not something we necessarily dig deep and find in ourselves. It's something that God himself gives. And that first verse I gave you, that, that God would give you the, the endurance and encouragement with joy. So in our pursuit of God, we want to pursue his steadfastness as a lifestyle. He is a rock, and we want to build our lives on his rock. And, and, and that's just about keeping so 
focused on him, that he is our strength. We, we, we sang it this morning that, um, God, I look to you. You're where my strength comes from. Let's just pray. We, we weren't sold a Christianity that said it was easy. But we were given a hope that is real, that God would build his character into our lives. There is a promise that suffering, difficulties produce endurance. And endurance produces tested character. And tested character gives forth to hope. And we share that hope around because the love of God is poured into our hearts through Jesus Christ. And consider all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith brings forth <coughs> perseverance. It brings it brings forth this enduring love. And let perseverance finish its perfect work that you may be mature. You may be more Christ-like. You may be more complete. You may be lacking in nothing. So, Father, I just pray for, for us as church and us as people, not asking people to kind of put brave faces on, not asking people to pretend that things aren't tough when they are tough, not asking people to be less real. But I'm just praying, Holy Spirit, that you'll strengthen us to keep our eyes on Jesus. I'm praying that, Lord, you'll put within us your Holy Spirit that gets up again and gets up again and gets up again. Though the righteous fall seven times, which is a number of like, it's a God number, they rise again. And Lord, I, I just pray that, that this, this hope that comes from knowing your steadfastness, knowing your patient endurance, knowing your non-anger, your patient love, would just, just go deep into our lives, Lord that our, our, our lives will be built on this rock that's Jesus Christ. But Lord, as a nice style, we'll, we'll, our yes will be yes and our no will be no, Lord. Just pray, Holy Spirit, you'll strengthen us into this, this um, way of walking with you. And, and I pray that we'd inspire each other to do it, Lord, that we'd bring out that hope for this race that's marked out for us, Lord, this calling on our lives. I thank you that there's one collective calling, Lord, to be like you. And to, and, and, but there's, a, there's like individual callings, gifts, things that you put into our hearts and lives, Lord, that you're saying, even now, I feel God is saying, you know, be this patient endurance. Don't give up. That, that picture that um, Christine had of being on the platform when, when everything looks as though it's got delayed, 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 delayed on it. And you're thinking, what's going on? And God just says, be patient and, and, and stand with me. And, and, and fix your eyes on me and just 
And then that vision, it was everything was changed, wasn't it? To the times came up and the places came up. And 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 what Enid shared about that sort of that piece in the jigsaw, Lord, just just build into our lives. I pray a, a kind of sense that you are you're the rock on which we stand Lord and we're sharing in you we're sharing in your life Lord if people aren't cheering us on that's not what's the issue here but the issue is here that you meeting with us in every situation Lord and as a lifestyle Father I pray something we'll aspire to week after week year after year is this kind of fixing our eyes on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. That we as a people, Lord, as, as we get older, we won't kind of, as it were, go down. But we'll have just such a sense of fixing our eyes on you that, that we go up. That, that 26 years of praying in Jerusalem and Israel will is such a testimony of endurance, patience, and strength, Lord. Just pray, the Lord, that we'll be a people that have that stickability. To stick it out for each other, too. In Jesus' name. Amen.